0: Welcome, everyone, to On Podcast, the On Microsoft podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. I'm your host today, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by David Allen, the Friday fun one. hope everybody's doing well out there. Uh, I think everyone is doing well, except for Brad Smith uh, and co. Uh, we'll talk about why Microsoft <laughs> is having a bad week, despite good earnings. Uh, we will also be talking about a couple other small things, because our media are Topic, our opening discussion today is going to get us really uh, down a rabbit hole, but once we come out the other side, we will be talking about Microsoft uh, quarterly earnings uh, briefly. Uh, we will be talking about Edge becoming even more powerful and gaining more AI features. Uh, we'll also be talking about uh, iOS uh, getting uh, phone link getting iOS support fully in Windows 11, and lastly, uh, we'll be rolling out. Uh, I think Microsoft is preemptively to unbundle teams from uh, Office, at least in the EU, uh, to avoid a probe. Uh, I believe that should be it. Uh, I think uh, we have one other one on the docket, which is talking about Microsoft uh, Windows 10. Uh, no yeah, long- Windows- I mean, Microsoft no longer providing Windows 10 future yep, updates.
1: Windows 10
0: is going to sleep. Finally. Uh, even though I think they started sunsetting it, what was it, last year? What was the beginning?
1: Yeah, they they had kind of hinted when we'll talk about it they had kind of hinted there was going to be no more updates at some point this year. And I think Speaking the things, though, yeah. quote unquote support is going to run through October 2025 or something. Yes, correct. That is the official
0: closing the door thing. But again, we'll get into that. Let's get into our opening discussion cuz I'm sure the rest of the internet has been talking about it at least for the past 72 hours. And that is Microsoft Activision deal uh, for Blizzard being halted essentially by the CMA, uh, the UK CMA. Uh, For those of you who are unaware of what that stands for as of right now, that is the Competitions and Market Authority. They are the uh, UK's regulator for anti-competitiveness and business deals, so to speak. They are an independent body. They do not represent the countries uh, themselves. So uh, they're a regulatory force uh, that basically can say yay or nay to uh, large, Business acquisitions and deals, um, and they said no to Microsoft's sixty-eight point—I don't know—two billion dollar bid for Activision Blizzard. Uh, and this has been a seesaw of, uh, of a deal of, of a investigative probe. They came out initially saying they had issues with the deal. Uh, people kind of went, "Oh," and then they said, "You know what?" Microsoft's made a bunch of headway in making Call of Duty, which was their you know initial issue. Uh, available, uh, despite what Sony was saying, you know, in backdoor meetings, so they seemed to be okay with that. That okay, well, we're about to issue our final report, and everyone was kind of, you know, feeling like this was a good, good go. Microsoft was ready to go. Uh, we had tons of analysts and investors, and everyone seemed peaked for it. And then the report came out on Wednesday, I believe, and it hit like a anchor. Um, they basically said that they were no longer concerned about Call of Duty but more along the uh, burgeoning burgeoning, uh, cloud market. Uh, It was not only uh, super, uh, it should be super competitive, but that it was growing at an exponential rate and that Microsoft's uh, acquisition of Activision would halt all of that. I believe specifically saying that uh, it was not going to restore the competitive dynamic dynamism, dynamism that's a word they used, uh, that would be lost as a result of the merger. Uh, So what are your thoughts on the CMA saying no before we get into all of the details?
1: You know, it surprised me. When I first saw that headline come up Wednesday morning, I actually was um, getting ready to start our news day at my desk, and I, I read the headline, and I actually had to look at the source to make sure that I was not reading fake news. (laughs) <laughs> because you know, wh- like you talked about, and we have beat this to death here on the podcast. I thought the CMA and you know the UK were, were were all in. I thought this was good. Now, when I look at some of their reasons, and I don't, I don't want to take the second half of your opening statement away from you, but when I look at the reasons, and one of the main reasons mentioned was that Game Pass is going to get more expensive, which means the gamer has to spend more money. That was one of their concerns. I kind of get half of where that's coming from because game pass is going to get more expensive anyway. You know, Microsoft is not going to stop adding to game pass just because the call of duty, you know, the call of duty merger listen to me the 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 activision merger activision blizzard merger does not go through so i hate it but to me that almost sounded like a cop out because it's going to get more expensive either way
0: yeah uh, after reviewing over 3 million documents 2000 emails and communications between uh, various parties several surveys public opinion polls and um, and uh, additional meetings between uh, Microsoft, and its competitors as well. Uh, the CMA issued the following statement regarding its inclusion, which is, quote, we've concluded that the merger result in the most powerful operator in the fast-developing market for cloud gaming, with the current market share of 60 to 70 percent acquiring a portfolio of world-leading games with the incentive to withhold those games for competitors and substantially weaken competition in this important growing market. Now, that is just a tiny snippet of, I believe they had 90 or so paragraphs or something in their you know final report. Uh, it was a long uh, and exhaustive and extensive report. So you know it wasn't like they didn't do their homework. Uh, I just, I think what many uh, Xbox fans believe, uh, and I believe this is kind of what prompted Brad Smith to have a retaliatory response afterwards, which we'll get into, which may not have helped things at all. Uh, but I think what a lot of people were believing was that the call of 60 to 7% current market share for cloud gaming is kind of an inflated number and in that they were basing their judgment off of this. Like you said, Game Pass is going to get more expensive. Game Pass tends to be seen as the leader in cloud gaming right now, only because it's uh, the most visible one. doesn't mean that you know it's had that, that much market share. You know, 100% of a very small market is still a very small market. And uh, right now, cloud gaming accounts for, I believe, a little over one percent of all gaming in general so to believe that hey cloud gaming is this behemoth that microsoft is trying to envelop itself in it and, and control it for itself is kind of a misdirect at least by so, the cma's own conclusion
1: and i'd also you'd like to add so, so i guess these 10-year deals or these deals that microsoft has been going around and signing with nintendo and other folks I guess it means nothing in a sense, because it's kind of like a tweet that I saw. I do not remember off top of my head who wrote this tweet, but they said it was a bad day for great Britain was the tweet and, um, made me think not to get ahead of ourselves here, but where does the merger go from here? It's not like the UK is a small market that Microsoft can say, well if you don't like it we don't have to sell our products there no they're they're probably going to continue to sell their products in the UK you know and it makes me wonder there was even an article on our local news not to go too far down this road but i'm over here in north carolina and just about 20 minutes up the road is this company called epic games and our local news Put up a story today at noon that said if the Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger falls through, could Epic Games be next? And Tim Sweeney was quick to comment. They did a one-on-one interview with Tim Sweeney's. I'm not interested in selling. I don't care who comes to the door.
0: Yeah. Um to to your initial question uh and your point. Microsoft did ink several deals, and they seem to acknowledge those. So it wasn't like they just glossed over it or or ignored it. Uh, They did say that Microsoft did uh, it's, you know, best to kind of accommodate uh, what they were requiring. But even with those, those proposals fell short in their in their belief. They wanted something of. uh, They basically wanted all of uh, Activision Blizzard's libraries to be available for licensing. Uh, no matter what happens, and no matter what kind of studios pop up in the future, which you know is just a bad deal to begin with, because uh, you could have, uh, knowing that the library is open for license, and has to be legally, you could have fraudulent studios come up and you know have a claim to it, and now you've devalued the uh, quality of your games, uh, the security of your uh, users' information, all that kind of stuff, because you were trying to appease uh, you know the future that you have no idea about. Uh, The other thing that was uh, noted was that uh, Microsoft obviously had a statement, and this statement came out before Brad Smith decided to kind of crap all over it. But basically, um, Microsoft said in this initial statement, "We we remain fully committed to this acquisition and will appeal. The CMA's decision rejects a pragmatic path to address competition concerns and discourages technology innovation and investments in the United Kingdom. We have already signed contracts to make Activision Blizzard's popular games available on 150 million more devices and remain committed to reinforcing these agreements through regulatory remedies. We're especially disappointed that after lengthy de- deliberations, this decision, this decision appears to reflect a flawed understanding of this market and the way uh, the relevant cloud technology actually works. A little bit bitey, but you know, still manageable. And uh, at the end of the, I believe the conclusion of this uh, uh, decision from the CMA, there was still an open opportunity for Microsoft to kind of salvage this. Uh, they were, uh, they were saying that there were still some things that Microsoft could do, uh, like you said, to you know guarantee that they would never raise the price of Game Pass. Which you know, who knows if Microsoft agrees to it and then breaks that deal and pays a fine in order to do so. But that was one thing that uh, the CMA was offering that Microsoft could do to again salvage it. So that's why they said the appeal was uh, a potential now. It should also be noted that it has been almost impossible to appeal and get that appeal in your favor from any initial decisions from the CMA. So it was it was looking like this wasn't going to be changed or overturned. Uh, Then Brad Smith decided to offer some words that basically sounded threatening, uh, talking about how the UK is no longer open for business. Uh, he was very upset, it seemed like, uh, frustrated, I would imagine, more than anything. Uh, he also mentioned that it does more than shake our confidence in the future of the opportunity to grow a technology business in Britain than we've ever confronted before. Like you, To your point, that you know maybe they don't introduce new products, servers, businesses like that in Britain. That sounds stupid, childish. I doubt that Microsoft's going to follow through with that because it is a giant market. Uh, what happens going forward from now is that if everything were to stop today, we don't meet with the FTC, uh, the European Commission says no, whatever, Microsoft will have to pay um, Activision Blizzard about $3 billion as a breakup pay. And then everyone goes their separate ways. As as it stands right now, uh, I believe their stock, Activision Blizzard stock is down about $72, something like that, which is a far shot from the 95 that investors were gonna get if this deal went through, Microsoft were gonna pay out per share. Uh, You know, the stock's getting hit hard. Microsoft stock actually went up. Uh, Investors were pleased to know that Microsoft potentially dodged a bullet because they don't care about gaming at all. They want Azure, they want cloud, they want Microsoft to focus. So uh, they were sort of rewarded about 7%, I believe, on about the hour after the news came out. What do you feel about that?
1: Well I think you're right Microsoft is very focused on or investors want Microsoft to be very focused on cloud and you know the azure end of end of their company because that's where the most revenue is you have to remember when you're you're an investor an investor is looking at one thing the number at the bottom of the sheet and how that number changed from quarter to quarter and what is driving that number? Now let's play Deadpool's advocate for a minute. If for some reason cloud went away in six months, or cloud took a hard left-hand turn, or you know something un you know completely unexpected was happening, and gaming was suddenly what was driving that number at the bottom of the sheet, then you would probably see the investors say, "Yeah, go let's go get Activision. Let's, you know, let's get a few more while we're at it." You know, whatever drives that number at the bottom of the sheet is what we want to do. And I get it as the investor, but I also go, well, Microsoft put up $70 billion in this offer. So if this offer goes south, what does that tell other companies out there? Activision Blizzard can possibly be bought for a number. So, does somebody else, Apple, for example, say, yeah, we'll buy it? Well, I think the CMH
0: decision is basically saying that it can't be bought. Uh, that it would, re- I mean, there's no way that it can justify telling Microsoft no and then saying yes to Google or Apple or Amazon uh, on the same end, because it, I don't think it's the dollar amount that is necessarily the issue, it's the competition so to speak. And I, I think what they're basically saying is that, uh, and this is also in the report, that they believe that Activision Blizzard would have come to the cloud technology, the cloud services uh, portion of this cloud gaming all by itself, had it not been purchased. What they're trying to do is circumvent a shortcut, essentially. Uh, and they're saying that now with, with them rejecting it, Activision Blizzard has to basically stay open to partnerships with everybody. What what I'm you know interested in knowing is what happens now uh, I believe next year, when Sony has to renegotiate those exclusivity deals, you know they did have a lot of negative mm-hmm. negative things to say about Activision Blizzard. Do they charge Sony even more to keep those exclusivity deals uh, or licensing contracts? Do they say no altogether? Uh, what happens to Microsoft with that seventy billion dollars in there, or I guess sixty three billion dollars left in their pockets, or sixty yeah, whatever the minus three billion is? Uh, do they go out and buy more studios because they were making a lot of this? Uh, you know we have had several quarters where the Xbox division hadn't done great. Uh, they've earned the goodwill of people, but as far as dollar amounts are concerned, they aren't shooting uh, beyond uh, last year's numbers. They're, they're, they've are they kind of leveled out. Uh, and the first-party studios still haven't produced really any noteworthy games in the last three years. Now we're banking on Redfall and some other games coming from Bethesda. If those reviews aren't good, it's going to be really hard for Microsoft to kind of pivot and say like, hey, you know, not only did we lose yeah, the potential to expand our cloud gaming, but our first-party studios aren't doing well. Hard, uh, hardware is, you know, is constrained uh, and not selling well. You know Where, do you, where does all of this go? But it, I mean, imagine in the universe where they did get this deal done, they'd say, you know, even if Redfall was a, a blunder, it's like, well, you can still go play Call of Duty. Uh, you can still go play World of Warcraft, mm-hmm. um, but on the cloud. Now that's not a, not a deal. And if you're, you know, make all these deals with Nintendo, you you get that money from Nintendo as well. People playing on the Switch, you know, playing on Steam, all that kind of stuff. It was big, uh, so it's a big letdown. Uh, that's not going forward. Uh, we do know that Microsoft is set to meet with the FTC, I believe, in June. Uh, or August, August, I believe, and then that the EU should be giving the ruling at the end of May, beginning of June. So, you know, even if they were to win those two, I don't know how they salvage the CMA or what kind of concessions they would have to make upon up an, an appeal. And an appeal is only going to be accepted if the governing body feels that uh, they were grossly negligent in their investigation, which they don't seem to be. Like you said, they do have a certain point about the future of cloud gaming, but Microsoft saying the current is what we're what we're paying for
1: and and i agree i think microsoft is gonna if this goes south and i don't want to be the one that says when one domino falls the rest of the dominoes fall but the 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 cma is something that a lot of people listen to and and it's going to be investigated and why did they feel oh we feel the same way but and that's when your second domino falls so if we assume that all the dominoes fall that are on the table microsoft isn't going to can xbox folks i don't want to you know get anybody ever get that intention but they're, they're they're going to have to make a move what is that move now I did read something that maybe they would do like a GE Force now and do all PC gaming and use their Azure cloud technology, maybe make the investors happier because, hey, we're using our cloud, we're using our technology, we just happen to be using it for gaming. I think, you know, if Microsoft, as you said, takes that $63 billion back, if this doesn't go through and puts it in the bank. I don't think they intend for it to stay in the bank. I think there's going to be another move there. Is there another studio they go after, or do they do something with their technology? I don't think Microsoft is going to say, well, we, we lost that one. Okay, good. We got $63 billion over here. You know, We don't have to worry about making that revenue back. I think they're going to spend that money in the Xbox division or gaming division and do something with it.
0: Yeah, um I believe and this will be the last we talk about this so we can move on to our headlines, but uh, I do believe that and this is a prediction that Microsoft will spin off the Xbox division as Game Pass now. Uh Xbox will be bum- uh, Game Pass will be bundled into Microsoft 365 as a service and the yes. Xbox hardware will be under Surface. Yes. So you'll have a Surface gaming rig you will also have access to Game Pass. As far as Xbox, as we know it, uh, it will be shuttered. I believe Microsoft is, is already making steps to basically put everything under the Microsoft brand. I believe um, even the Microsoft, we, we just wrote a piece earlier today about Microsoft accessories going under Surface now, because it yep. just makes more sense for things like that. They are consolidating a lot. Uh, we also wrote about, uh, I believe their domains, the way that they do their, uh, uh, dot coms for stuff like Viva uh, and Azure and SharePoint stuff like that. They're all getting the dot or mic- dot Microsoft uh, uh, dot com kind of thing as as part of the URL path. So, like I said, this is just I can see this happening. Where again, you get Microsoft 365, and you can pick and choose the the the, the package deals that you want from it. But there will not be necessarily a thing called Xbox. It'll just be called Game Pass. And it will have everything that is in an Xbox. And the next Xbox you get will just be a Surface gaming rig, a Surface gaming PC, a Surface handheld game, gaming device, things of that
1: nature. Well, you know, and I'll, I'll cap it here, but the end of last year, right when I joined the podcast, there was a big rumor that there was going to be a Surface gaming laptop. Now, we didn't see it last year. I don't think we're going to see it this year. But usually somebody that talks about that or has heard that rumor probably didn't make that up. Maybe it's in the five-year plan. Maybe it's not there at all. But I think what you're saying there about everything consolidating down into Microsoft 365 or whatever, you know, packaging they put on it that would be where i think they would go i think you know microsoft ultimately yes they've got the surface product line all the computers all the accessories the headphones they're a software producer that they produce software they manage software they've got the cloud throw it all into one thing to where you pay so much a year I mean, hey, we've got Xbox All Access out there where you can, you know, buy your Xbox, make payments on it, and it comes with one year of Game Pass magically already included. You know, right there's the starting point of that. Okay, bundle it together. You've got your Office 365, Office 365 with gaming, with Game Pass, put on it, you know, put whatever name on it, packaging name they choose. And suddenly the Xbox division. Doesn't have to exist necessarily. Now
0: your next piece of hardware for gaming will be called a surface box. You heard it here. Uh, let's get into mm. our headlines, shall we? Uh, you want to start us off?
1: Yeah, points? be glad to. Let's uh, let, let's shift gears. We, we kind of had a um, heavy topic there. Microsoft Edge is getting a little more intelligent folks. Imagine that and we're using AI and the addition of Microsoft Designer now to give people some idea of what Microsoft Designer is. Microsoft Designer is kind of like the Canva For those that have done any type of website work or graphic development, Canva is like a stock photography type place or a stock graphic place where you can download templates and you can modify those templates. And now you will be able to do that with a product called Microsoft Designer and they are calling it Microsoft designer in edge and it will be over on the right hand i call it the task bar they call it the sidebar to where you can click and basically manipulate your graphics there and kind of use ai similar to the way you do in bing chat to be able to say look generate me I don't know, a flower that looks spring ready that is orange and it will generate that right there in your browser and you could use Microsoft Designer to edit that graphic or that flower to your taste. Again, just another step forward. We seem to be doing this week after week here lately. Somebody is doing something or planning something with AI and I got is getting pretty good. I, I gotta say it, I was once a uh, Chrome guy, I know, but Edge is getting pretty good. Pay attention, folks.
0: Agreed. Uh, our next uh, headline will be about Microsoft's quarterly earnings. Uh, you know, uh, this came up before the CMA's decision, uh, but as I mentioned at the top, it really didn't matter because the CMA's decision actually helped. Uh, Microsoft's increases revenue and net income despite declines in software and hardware, for its uh, fiscal year 23 quarter three earnings. Now, uh, it's a bit of a uh, upsy-daisy kind of thing with them. Uh, they, because of the pandemic, numbers are down across the board for PC manufacturers, PC sales, um, and that has resulted in fewer Windows uh, OEM licensing. Uh, and so, you know, they were down. I believe uh, the numbers are basically bearing out their revenue and productivity business processes, which is their another their first top business. Division was uh, brought in 17.5 billion, uh, which has increased about 11%. It's up about 15% in cost of currency. Uh, with the following highlights being, you know, Office commercial products were up about 13%. Uh, also, uh, Office 365 commercial revenue was up about 14%. So Office is doing great. Uh, Office commercial products and cloud services were, were up about 1% year over year. And Microsoft's 365 consumer subscribers grew, about, grew to 65.4 million uh then you know I believe last quarter they were at fifty one so it's a good four million game. Uh, LinkedIn revenue increased about eight eight percent and LinkedIn's just chugging away quietly uh, making them extra money. Uh dynamic products and cloud services revenue increased about seventeen percent. Uh the other thing that was up for Microsoft was and this is probably what investors were really uh, like we said, focused on, was the revenue in Intelligent Cloud, which was uh, $22.1 billion, which is about a 16% increase from uh, year over year, uh, with the following highlights being uh, the servers and products and cloud services revenue increasing by 17%. Uh, so while we, you know, had mentioned last quarter that things were becoming uh, tighter as the market starts to shrink because competitors are gobbling up all of the rest of the relevant market share, Microsoft's still making gains, uh, and so is AWS, so just keep that in mind. Uh, now, this is where Microsoft you know, kind of had an anchor again, uh, which is in the revenue and more personal computing. That's the fun stuff we like to talk about, but all of that stuff was down. Uh, computing uh, brought in about $13.3 billion, which is a decrease, about 9%, a heavy decrease. Uh, and Windows OEM revenue was decreased by 28%. Like we said, mentioned, uh, this is because of post-pandemic, uh, related, uh, you know, people just have computers and don't need newer ones. They're not upgrading like they used to. Uh, now, if you were to check this out uh, pre-pandemic, they would be down by one or two percent. So, you know, the the drastic change is because of high, you know, elevated pandemic numbers. Windows commercial products and cloud services revenue uh, did increase about 14 uh, percent. But the Xbox and services revenue only increased about 3 percent, which is lovely, you know, uh, allocated to Game Pass. Uh, but hardware was down. Uh, and, it, you know, I believe Nadella said on the earliest call, you know, the constraints in hardware. But I think with that being said, Sony still did gangbusters this quarter for their hardware, so they figured out some method that Microsoft hasn't. Uh, Searching and, re- and news advertising revenue, excluding traffic acquisitions, cost increased about 10%. Uh, and you know, we expect that to continue going up as they put more emphasis in being chat and being searched. So those are the numbers for this quarter. Like we said, it was basically Surface was down, Xbox was down, Windows was down, but the cloud has you know, more than made up for those gains and the fact that Microsoft won't potentially be spending another 68 billion dollars for gaming made investors happy and that 10 percent increase probably added another 150 million dollars to their bottom line for you know the quarter for not having done anything uh, for that day so microsoft's in a decent spot uh we should also note that a lot of its competitors also beat their uh expected uh earnings per share i believe google beat theirs and amazon beat theirs so everyone's doing relatively good with this sort of unstable economy
1: you know, I, I'm gonna I'm make one comment on that. The one thing, if I understood what you said there, the office revenue was up a little bit. I forget, I forget the number you thought yes. out there. Yeah, that is a little revenue. bit. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a little bit surprising to me because you would think during the pandemic times that those licensing was, the, you know, everybody bought those Microsoft licensing because we were working remote, you know, and everybody had to do this Teams thing, so. That, that does surprise me that the office was up a little bit. I figured that might have been one of the first ones to kind of slide. Now, I don't know what all they include in that office. Is there something with Azure that's included in that or what? But as far as that, that's a little surprising to me. The rest of it, yeah, I kind of expected in the in the post-pandemic phase. But that that kind of that surprised me. I think it's the one
0: two. You- If I had to imagine, it's a one-two combo of more people who have maybe been using a combination of uh, different CRMs, different mid-size business solutions alongside AWS, switching over. So if you were someone who used Google uh, Workspace plus AWS and your business decided to pick up Azure as a more hybrid, stable solution, you get office with that, essentially. It becomes a, a stack that's easier to operate than to try and manage you know, for disparate uh, programs and platforms. So uh, as they include more companies and sign more, you know, bigger long-term contracts for Azure, Office gets bundled into all that stuff as well. So these these are people who weren't using Office to begin with, or I mean, yeah, weren't using Office, uh, now have Azure, now have Office.
1: Also makes you think, what are the, you know, we don't have any numbers from the other cloud providers necessarily, but, it also makes you think. Where does where does Microsoft wash out in the, you know, for this in the cloud industry? Did Google lose for Microsoft to gain? Did Amazon lose for Microsoft to gain, or do we do we just have more people coming to the cloud too?
0: I believe we have more people coming to the cloud. Uh, Azure is still the elephant in the room. Uh, I believe they have a one x lead on Microsoft as far as uh, contracts and market share. Uh, Google is not necessarily losing. They're also gaining as well. They're just very late uh, with their product and they're offering and the services. Uh, I believe all three of them have different benefits and, and shortcomings. Uh, you know, Google, like we've always said, tended to be small to medium sized businesses. They don't have the, necessarily the scale. Uh, Amazon doesn't have the rest of the adjoining platforms. They are very, you know, do-it-yourself, if you know what you're doing, very cheap, uh scale very uh large uh, cloud service provider but they don't have a productivity suite they don't offer stuff like Power powerBS to analyze all of the data that you have they, you know I believe they signed Salesforce uh, recently but it, you know they don't have a CRM necessarily a CRM tool built into they' stacked natively so Microsoft has the middle ground of that they can do larger businesses they can do small to medium-sized ones but uh you know the way that their business is set up they Sometimes small to medium sized businesses feel like Microsoft doesn't offer them the same sort of uh, support and and attention that they need that Google does or or for the money that they're not getting. Um, So, you know, it's Amazon, scale, do it yourself, Microsoft, hybrid solutions, definitely good for people who are making the transition from uh, their own in-house servers to uh, something that Microsoft provides and then Google kind of being the Relatively cheaper option of all three, but late to the program, so I think yeah. how that those big three show out.
1: And some companies I know a few myself like to write one check every month. You know, we 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 we've got to have office. Well, let's, you know, go ahead and get the cloud while we're here. And, and you Bingo. know, they're, they're, there's a lot of companies out there that the CFO is going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll approve one check because everything is bundled, but I'm not going to approve two checks. So that's something, you know, that plays in as well. Works great for Microsoft. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's our next headline? This one's a little, little shorter, but I think it impacts a lot of people. We talked about it a few weeks ago when it came out in beta, but the iOS, you can now use your iPhone with windows and phone link. Um, it is worldwide. It is widespread. Everybody has access to it. Now, Microsoft does say that, Hey, you may, if you don't have it already, you may not get it instantly. May take a few weeks for you to get it. I think they said two weeks, and their release that they expected everybody to have it. Now keep in mind, this is not the same functionality totally as doing it with a specifically a Samsung Android phone. This is just calls, text, and basic notifications. You don't get the app integrations and some of the music player integrations over on the left hand side that I've, I've read that some people are really liking. So, and keep in mind too, I tested this a little bit. The iPhone phone link is Bluetooth only. Whereas when you're using a Samsung or Android device, your Wi-Fi does come into play to help keep things synced together iPhone is Bluetooth, so think about that. If you got a big house and you go 40, 50 feet away from your PC and you're expecting to come back to your PC and everything be synced together, that's probably not going to happen. Now, that will happen with the Samsung-Google combo. I've got a Samsung phone here That, that they will be synced. With the iPhone, that may not be the case because you're limited by how far your Bluetooth connection can take you.
0: With that being said, I mean, I think you explained it very thoroughly. We're gonna move on to the next uh, headline. This is my last one for you guys. Uh, We have, Microsoft reportedly said to unbundle teams from office to avoid uh, EU probes. So, uh, you know, we talked about Microsoft having issues with TMA uh before the cma's decision even came about there was an issue with teams uh, brought up by I believe, slack and some other competitors but basically according to the financial times it seems that there are plans underway by microsoft to stop bundling teams with office because people were saying it's unfair um with this in place microsoft will be better able to bypass an official anti-trust probe by eu regulators they were threatening to say hey uh if you don't scape up, we're going to start investigating you and what that could mean, are basically fines and the unbundling anyway. So, I kind of getting out ahead of this uh, and saying, uh, quote, we're mindful of our re- responsibilities in the EU as a major technology company. We continue to engage co- uh, cooperatively with the Commission in its investigation. And we are open, open to pragmatic solutions that address its concerns and serves customers well. Um, like we said, Microsoft has been kind of going back and forth. I believe Slack brought this up in the AU saying like, hey, you know, we are not only uh, stagnant in our ability to gain market share, but we're also losing it because Microsoft has this unfair advantage of being able to bundle teams with Office. Um, and this is basically, I believe, at the height of the pandemic. So this is when they were at their, you know, most competitive. Since then I believe Microsoft has already surpassed Slack. So, you know, this is part of the reason why they're kind of saying all right we're ready to back off because we've achieved what we wanted to essentially uh so it's you know if you're a slack fan or slack user it is very unfair i do not begrudge you that argument uh microsoft has basically sort of cheated while they were investigating and said all right now that we have our market share we have our customer base we're willing to do this now had they not been able to achieve that i'm sure they would appeal and fight and do whatever they can so We don't know for sure uh, when they'll have to unbundle it, uh, but it's a simple thing in the EU for them to do that. In one specific region, doesn't mean it'll happen in North America, Japan, or wherever else they sell uh, teams in Microsoft or teams in Office bundled together. But uh, we will keep you guys updated as to when this will be official.
1: These whole bundling things, when when one side loses, you know, that's 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 the screaming side, and I understand. You know i gotta say it I, i'm a slack user with a few other things that i that i participate in because they use slack and um there's pros and cons to both and i get that slack is sitting over here by themselves and i think they have 20 million users something like that
0: yeah but slack i believe partnered up with salesforce uh so yeah, apparently-
1: yeah, yeah. And you know, it's like you said. We talked about it earlier in the week. How, how far does that get them? Does that does that help them? Because, you know, that that's also a crutch. Because if you use Salesforce, you naturally get Slack. Well, that 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 could be a bundling thing there. And it just seems like here lately, whether you're in the cell phone business, the gaming business, the cloud business, the software business anybody that bundles and nobody you know and somebody else doesn't have a bundle or somebody else is upset that you have a bundle and they don't or their their basket is a little bigger than yours you know somebody is upset so you know (laughs) i get a little uptight about these things folks it just if you don't like what somebody else is doing then, then do yours a little better to a point to a point i i think that's you know, a good way to look at it. And I understand that, like I said, Slack is upset, but there's Corell Office out there. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, <laughs> go 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 get yourself. You know, go get yourself a, a partnership. I think, I think
0: I think we just lost our entire Slack audience. You you cut <laughs> our audience by a third, probably. Thanks a lot.
1: What's <laughs> our last headline for today? Let's see. What else do we have here? I will bring this up that, because um, I know this will affect more people than the necessarily the other headline that I have handy. Like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, Windows 10 is no longer Microsoft. Well, I'm not going to say that. Microsoft is no longer pushing updates to Windows 10. So if you have Windows 10 you kind of got what you got let's see the final version i had the final version built in here the 20 the 2h the windows 10 2h22 is the last version that will be given to windows 10 users the servicing channel will stay open and support ends in october on october 14th of 2025 microsoft of course has said that windows 10 is no longer up for sale and if you want to stay up to date with the latest features guess what go get windows 11 so you know if there's some folks out there on some older hardware that's kind of hanging on to windows 10 or you don't like something in Windows 11, guess what? It's kind of like how the PC industry works. PC sales are down, Microsoft makes an announcement that Windows 10 is no longer getting updates. Does anybody see a connection? (laughs) Go
0: get yourself a Windows 11 PC and quit being cheap. Exactly. Uh, We have one last headline. If you want to give me a 30 second uh, TLDR uh, on what this is, I'm sure this still affects some people.
1: it's our gears of war one okay okay my my team stopped there for just a second yep got one more for you folks gears of war six is not coming anytime soon unfortunately i was looking forward to a new gears of war title on the new xbox but uh, let's see in a recent interview dextro which is voice voice actor lim McIntyre said he had heard nothing about Gears of War 6 and made it clear that Nope doesn't have an NDA, hasn't signed one, not holding, not withholding information. But Gears of War 6 right now is not on the roadmap for me. That's a downer, but you can still get all of the Gears of War franchise on Game Pass on your Xbox. So. If you're a Gears of War fan, we're going to be stuck with Gears of War Five for a little bit longer. Looks like. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll give him a call today. Now that the CMA deal
0: isn't coming through, yeah. And bank on Call of Duty. He might be in the studio as we speak. With that being said, we want to thank everyone for joining us for a relatively long pod, but you know, taking some time out to hang out with us and uh, allowing us to explain some of the news uh, this week. Uh, where can people find you
1: at? david pha1978 always hanging out on twitter come say hello
0: yeah i'm at mindhead1 uh, as long as twitter is still afloat um if not and he and they, he responds with animated gifs by the way constantly so uh you know i like that to sum up and be more concise than me rambling on like i am currently <laughs> once again thank you for joining us i want you guys to have a great weekend
1: have a great weekend folks thanks a lot